Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I am so excited to welcome Ash today. She is a life coach and business consultant for self-employed women. Through her unique blend of strategy, support, and humor, Ash facilitates and holds space for women to shed the layers and discover who they're meant to be. With a bachelor's in philosophy and a master's in holistic health, Ash's coaching style is both curious and complete, and I freaking love this chick. Welcome, Ash. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We have been, I feel like, talking about having you on the podcast for like months, and we're just getting our crap together and doing it now. <laughs> yes, you are correct. That's a that's a blend of little nerves on my part and the state of the world. <laughs> yeah, right. I know everything. I've actually been like sort of weird with my recording and scheduling of the podcast anyway over the last few months. So um, anyway, before we jump in. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Okay, great. So how I got to where I am is actually a product of my whole life, as I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate. Um, Growing up as an only child, having divorced parents, being that troubled teenager, dealing with perfectionism, my life has always been a little harder than I thought necessary. And it wasn't, I didn't have priorities straight. And one day when I was in my late twenties, I just woke up like, holy shit, I'm not living. I'm not living my life. Whose life am I living? Um, and so in a series of very big changes, (laughs) I'm talking, leaving my marriage, moving to the beach, figuring, figuring out how I was going to support myself, starting in a corporate career, I found this whole process of vision and goal setting Mm -hmm. and it changed, it changed my life. And so over the past five, five or six years, I've been deep in this work in this personal development work. And I can say like, I am living all of my dreams right now. So because of that, I just want, I'm here to share all of this information to any person who is listening, who is feeling like they're struggling with, with a lack of fulfillment in their lives. So it is, it is my purpose to share this information so that others can start living their purpose. And that's what I do. I love it. I love it. Isn't it so incredible when one day you just like look around and you're like, holy shit, I'm living so on purpose right now. Like I have fully stepped into what I'm meant to be on this planet for. Like such an incredible feeling. It's very, 
it's exciting, exhilarating. And at the same time, it's so grounding. And that, Mm. that sense of feeling, um, that connection, like connection to the earth, connection to myself, connection to spirit. I never, I didn't have that growing up and I didn't have that my whole twenties. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible. I feel like it's something that it's not, I don't even know that that's something that a lot of people even have growing up. Like maybe unless you have like, you know, you're at three, you realize you want to be an actor and your whole life is, you know, moving toward that purpose. But I feel like a lot of us don't inherently grow up with that sense of fulfillment or what it feels like. Um, because I, I don't think that we come to that naturally. I think it takes the work. It takes the, the rough twenties, the bouncing between for me, you know, six jobs in seven years. Like it took all of that to get to this place where I'm like, where I'm feeling truly fulfilled in the work that I'm doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think, um, for most of us, we grow up and we see, I mean, for example, like my parents, their whole lives, they worked at the same job. Mm. It was the same job for the same company. And so, you know, my mom worked in a hospital. So my whole trajectory was become a doctor. And there was never an opportunity for me to kind of get curious with myself and explore like, well, what do I really want to do? It's almost like that idea of doing what you want to do is just not possible because you Mm -hmm. have to do what you have to do. (laughs) I love that. I love that point. Um, Well, this is okay. So this is an amazing intro into, I feel like if listeners are thinking, wondering, that all sounds freaking amazing. How the hell do I get there? Um, I want to dive into the three ways that I think you would say, Ash, we get there, which are vision, values, and goals. And I see these three things as really um, framing our mind, like framing framing where we want to go so we can shift into a mindset of the, like a more clear mindset. I guess I'm struggling to find a way to explain it, but with vision, with values, with goals, we have the clarity to start moving on purpose, to start working on purpose. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I love how you said that. I think, again, I'll speak for myself, which I know is so relatable. Like I never had a vision. I never... Mm. I mean, I had, I had ideas. Sure. I had hopes and dreams and I still do, but never, I never could tether them down into reality. There mm-hmm. wasn't a clear picture for me in the future <clears throat> that, that I could work towards. You know, I was always coming from this place of right now. Well, I can't do that in the future because right now I don't have the time or right now I don't have the skills. So how am I ever going to go achieve this dream in the future when right now I don't have what I think is necessary? And so this is what I teach with vision is future future visioning. So Mm. set yourself in the future and that removes those constraints, right? Mm. You don't know what you're going to, what's going to happen 10 years from now. You don't know who you'll be, who you'll meet along the way, what skills you'll develop and a great, a great way to understand that this is just to think about where you were 10 years ago. Mm. So 10 years ago, I was 
25. I had graduated college. I was getting married. And like getting married was the thing that I had wanted to do. That was my goal. I could never at 25 think that at 35, I'd be divorced. I'd be living, walking distance to the beach, that I would be part of a tremendous community where every time I go outside, like I see somebody that I know. And vision just makes it possible with curiosity, possibility, and just allowing yourself the space to not only just dream, but, but make it happen. Okay. So let's drop in here because there's so much that you've said that I think is super important to address. So the first thing I want to address is I I want to address how to get clear on your vision, but first I want to address how do you, how do you teach your clients? How did you teach yourself how to create a vision when you're maybe feeling like I could never get there or you don't, you can't, do you know what I mean? Like when you can't, when you don't know that it's even possible to get there, how do you still create that vision? How do you get past those, for lack of a better term, limiting beliefs from what I can gather? Um, what are your thoughts on that? So how do we get past that? I, it comes down to uh, one of, we'll kind of jump forward into values is recognizing what actually fucking matters to you. Mm. And when you can get clear on your values, what matters, what is important, and then you give yourself permission to be in that imaginative space. You think about when we're kids, we have visions of grandeur, right? Like, I mean, I grew up thinking I was going to be a Disney princess because, mm-hmm. because I allowed myself the space to dream that. So I think the importance is the importance of getting past your limiting beliefs just comes from from giving permission to imagine and get to get curious and to keep asking at every layer of yourself, like, is this who I want to be? What would a future version of me like me to know right now? I love that. And I love that it can start like what I'm hearing too, is it can start with like a, like just a simple moment of allowing yourself to tap into what may seem impossible right now. Like even just five minutes of sinking in to your imagination, which visualizing by the way, is literally just playing with your imagination. It's like being a little kid again. It's like, what's the funnest, craziest, best thing that you want to do? Great. Let's play with that idea. I visualize, I started doing that by, um, (laughs) I remember um, on our trip last year, I was in Croatia And we were seeing tons of these super yachts because um, we were in split Croatia. And that's a huge, huge, huge hub for like literally yachts that are bigger than like five houses put together and have like a helipad on top. Um, And I was talk, I was, I did coaching the whole time, like with my coach Um, and we were talking about visualizing. And I said some, he said like, what's like the most amazing thing that you want? And I don't even remember what I said. And he was like, come on, give me bigger, give me more. And I'm like, okay, I want to be on a yacht that I own in the Adriatic, on the Adriatic Sea with my friends drinking champagne. And he's like, there we go. Now we have something to visualize. And like, that seemed like so crazy. I could certainly not afford a massive super yacht and a helipad and taking all my friends on vacation on the Adriatic for a month. Um, 
but it was fun just to play with it. And that's honestly now a very real vision in the back of my mind, just because I allowed myself to just dip my toes in the water of having a little bit of fun with the idea. Um, so for those of you resisting the idea of playing with that, know that it can be super fun and it doesn't have to mean anything. It will mean something, I promise you, but it doesn't have to like take that pressure off of it. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on visualization and and that sort of thing, Ash? Um, no, I love the tangent. So never apologize. (laughs) Uh, One exercise that I really love doing and this, your story brought that up is just to ask myself, wouldn't it be cool if, Mm. and then to figure, to just allow the answers to come, pairing that with not allowing myself to say no. Mm. So if you can give yourself that space, like, wouldn't it be cool if I did live at the beach? Wouldn't it be cool if I had that yacht with the helipad? And then don't, don't allow that voice to tell you, no, just keep dreaming and keep until you get to that point where you're having 20 of your best friends fly in mm-hmm. for gourmet cooked <laughs> lunch on your yacht. Yes. Yeah. I really love that. And, and that's the thing is, yeah, take out let that little voice that's going to come in. It's just there to protect you. That voice just wants to keep you in a place that's familiar because as far as it's concerned, that's the safest place. So just remind that voice, I hear you, but we're just having fun right now. And just allow yourself to keep sinking in because eventually you're going to hit something that actually feels like something. And you're like, oh shit, I and really usually- want that. And maybe this is getting a little too deep, but usually that voice inside our head isn't even ours. Like the voice that I hear in my head that tells me no or stops me from dreaming isn't me. It's, you know, authority figures that I've had in the past who have told me like, no, you can't do that. Or who have laughed in my face before I've actually done the thing that I said I wanted to do. So Yeah. Yeah, It's just understanding that voice sometimes isn't even our own. So why are we listening to it? I freaking love that reminder. That is such a powerful reminder. And it's so true. I mean, it's the reason it's the same reason why a lot of people will never even live a life they truly want to live because we've been told what it's supposed to look like. We've been told what success looks like. We've been told what a proper life looks like by the people around us, our teachers, our friends, the town we live in. And like this exercise is just another exercise in releasing expectation, releasing the stories that other people have put on you and saying, what do I actually want in my perfect world, regardless of what my parents would say or what my friends would say or my spouse would say, what would I want? And like, that's how you start inching closer and closer to that really powerful vision, I think. Yeah. And I mean, not to put pressure on anybody, but like, I need everybody who's listening to go after what it is that they want. Mm -hmm. We need this world to be filled with humans who are doing the things that light them the fuck up. Yep. Like we don't need, we don't need to be complacent anymore. Like this is not the time for us to just continue going on as things have been. It's time to like radically just rise up and honor who we are. So that the whole world, the whole world can be, I don't know, it sounds very like world peace, but, (laughs) but do you know what I'm saying? It's, 
too short. I totally agree. And the power of it is that when you step into your truth, like for lack of a better phrase, when you are living on purpose, yes, you're going to trigger people who aren't, but at the same time, you're going to inspire those who want that. Like by you and I living on purpose, we're inspiring every single person on this podcast to do the same. And that then raises the vibration of the world. Because when you're vibing high, I'm vibing high. When I'm living on purpose, I'm vibing high. So when you are, you, so when you're on purpose, you're vibing high and slowly, but surely, just like you said, you know, we all, the world is a better place when everyone's living on purpose because everyone's happier and more fulfilled and more content. And yeah, we're getting very world PC here, but I feel okay with it. <laughs> same, same. I think that they're like, listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting world peace and wanting people to yeah. be blissfully happy with the lives that they have to live. You know, we're all dealt, we're all dealt whatever hand we're dealt. So why not make the most out of it? Totally. And that's like in, in us, us feeling funny about shifting in that direction in this conversation is society is those layers of what is deemed normal or acceptable. Like, why shouldn't we want that? You know, like, of course we should want world peace. I don't care if you think it's silly. I do. (laughs) I don't care if society has made that seem to be made out, made that out to be like a ridiculous, um, I don't know, desire because of like, I don't know, what are those things called? Beauty pageants and stuff. But anyway. Well, like, what's the alternative? Right. (laughs) Right. The alternative being negative and depressed and we're not those people. So let's move on. Because I love the, so I love the vision. So, so first and foremost, getting clear on that vision is, and add anything in here, Ash, that you think we're missing is really just to use meditation, use journaling, use just a few minutes of quiet um, regularly to tap into that idea of what if this was possible or in the perfect world, my life would look like this, or what was the prompt that you gave? Wouldn't it be cool if? Wouldn't it be cool if? So taking time to narrow in on that. What would you really love to happen? Um, Regardless of what society says or what your parents say or what your friends say. Um, And getting clear on that vision so you can start to get clarity toward what is going to make you feel fulfilled. So what comes after that? But it sounds like maybe values comes before that. Um, Talk to us about values in this whole equation. So values really, I mean, put it simple. It's just what matters to you. It's, it's the things that align with you so specifically that when you embody them, like you naturally embody them. It's not even a matter of when you embody them. You just naturally are these values. It's, it's the things that your friends point out to you like, oh man, Jessica, like, I I always notice that you're very curious, you know, and our values are essentially those things that keep us on the right track. And they, they let us know, like, if, if what we're doing is actually aligned with our long-term vision. Mm. Um, And what the thing about values, and if you're having a hard time, like figuring out what your values are, I often will do this exercise where we just look towards people who we admire and we write down all of the things that we admire about them. And when you notice some commonalities, it ends up actually being that those are your values. 
Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's such a fun exercise because what we what we admire in others we are, is just a reflection of what we see in ourselves. Exactly. And I think it's so important um, with future visioning and with vision and goals work to really nail, nail down those values and understand like who we are as humans so that when we come up with these crazy visions in the future, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense because it makes sense that I want to live in the redwoods because I value nature and play. Mm. It makes sense that you, like it just values make our vision and our goals make sense. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like to think of them as like um, guardrails for what you're doing. Like, does this fit within what I value. I feel like that's probably especially helpful when we think there's an opportunity that might get us closer to our vision. And we have to sort of check back in and say like, wait, does this opportunity? Yes. Maybe it gets me closer to my vision, but is it, does it fit within my values? Because a lot of times not every opportunity is actually an opportunity for you. And I feel like your values is a good way to check that. That's you couldn't have said it better. For sure. I think um, this comes up a lot. I see it with women in like the corporate world, constantly being given opportunities or being asked to work on projects and this need to just constantly say yes Mm. without checking back in with if it aligns with where it is that you want to go. Because you can just yes yourself out of out of the vision that you're creating for yourself because you yesed yourself into someone else's vision because you haven't checked back in with those values. It, the guardrails have come off. Yep. Essentially. And then when the guardrails come off, what happens? You go off track on your vision. And so all of a sudden you're in a place that you didn't intend to be. And now you have to get back to where you want to go. So keeping those guardrails on, keeping those values as your guideposts will be, is critical to getting to where you're in a place where you're fulfilled and content and, and doing what you were really meant to do on this planet. And the thing about it, that's so great is that you can always check back in, Mm -hmm. right? You can always just, okay, wait, well, what are my values? And then you have the option to choose again, because we're always in choice Mm -hmm. and we can choose again if we feel that we're going off track, but the values Values are really what's going to keep us grounded in that vision. Yeah. And in and in yourself along the way, because because we're going to be constantly coming up against obstacles on this journey to get to a place of purpose. And then once you're there, there's just going to continue to be obstacles. So I feel like using those values to ground into what you know to be true about who you are and what matters to you is so huge in terms of overcoming the things that are going to want to stop you every step of the way. Absolutely. Beautiful. So we have, we have vision, we have values, the last, and maybe doers like me would argue the most important piece of this, <laughs> this whole equation are goals. So tell us how goals fit, fit within this realm of moving toward, you know, a more purposeful and fulfilling life. So the way that I work with goals and how I was taught to work with goals is to use them to reverse engineer our vision. Hmm. So I look at it as goals are the bridge between who we are now and who we want to be in the future. 
this is how we get to that point is by setting goals Mm -hmm. and setting meaningful goals that, that are rooted in our values. So if you have a value of play, your, your goals better include some fucking fun in there. (laughs) Otherwise, otherwise when you come up against those obstacles, obstacles, you, you'll give up and, and you will prevent yourself from reaching your vision because these goals are not aligned with who you are. And I mean, essentially if the values are the guardrails, then the goals are the lights that illuminate the path to where we want to go to our hopes and our dreams to that vision. And the vision is the destination. Yes. I love that. And I mean, the real, the real fact of the matter is, is we're never going to get to our destination, right? It's that age old, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's that saying of like, it's not about the destination. It is the journey. And it truly is. How do we show up within our goals with, within our vision? Because you're never going to be done. Mm -hmm. And what I love about goals and the way that I teach goals is that you have to give this room for them to grow Mm. with you as you grow. Like our goals are not something that are finite, that should stress us out. Yes, they should be challenging, but they also need to be supportive. And you want to like give your future self that gift, right? You want to give the future version of you who you see in this vision, you want to give her the permission and the space to grow and to not be confined by these goals that you write down on a piece of paper. Yeah, I I really like that idea because I also think it feels like it takes a lot of the pressure off. Like I I feel like often when someone's like, okay, I I have my vision now and I know what my values are. And so so I need need to get there. And it's like, oh, I need to take all these big steps and, and do all these big leaps and and get there in six months when it's like, well, your goals are flexible and things might change in two months and they may shift too. And that's okay. Like your goals, you know, are, are to help you take the next five steps in front of you, not to leap around the block. Um, yeah, I feel like I like that. I like that a lot. Cause I feel a lot of pressure with goals and I know a lot of other people do, cause it just can feel very overwhelming. You feel like you need to get it all done. Mm-hmm. Um, And I like the idea of of releasing the pressure a little bit in that way. Do you set or have you ever set uh, SMART goals? Um, I don't necessarily follow that that acronym, which is what specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. Yep. And time. I mean, I suppose I don't look at it that way, but yes, I definitely focus on keeping my goals specific and quantifiable. Those are like the two, the two like measure markers for me. So that usually means that there's a time and a date involved and there's like a specific request. So like pitch, for example, one of my, one of my goals for pitching my membership each month is to send at least 10 pitches which is like me leaving a voice message telling people about the membership um, each week. So that's on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. and there's 10 of them that I need to do. Um, That's the way that I do it. 
does that, is that the way you teach your clients to do it? So I, I don't, I don't like following rules, but I like having like a loose guideline and I see that smart goals are something that a lot of, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, people listening right now are follow. But Mm -hmm. recently this year, I read this book by Michael Hyatt and he talks about smarter goals. Mm -hmm. And I really love the addition of the E and the R. So yes, they need to be specific. Yes, they need to be meaningful. Like, why does this matter to you? Um, The achievable section, I almost want to change to like actionable because you need to be Mm -hmm. able to take action on it right now, right? Relevant, yes, aligned with your values, time bound, got to give yourself a buy-in so that you're challenged. But the E comes in with evaluating. Hmm. Like with you, you're sending out 10 pitches a week. I'm sure you just naturally do this because you are who you are, but you, how often do you check in to make sure that that's still working? So you got to evaluate your goals and then R is readjust. So is there a different approach? Like, and I love the freedom of the addition of evaluating and readjusting because I, I think people just get so bound by that goal sheet mm-hmm. that they are holding on. And like, you can't see what I'm doing, but my hands are clenched. And that is, that is not a way that we we are going to achieve our vision. We're not going to achieve our vision by holding on so tightly to how we think it's going to look or mm-hmm. the path that we think we're meant to take there. We have, it goes back to allowing the goals to grow with you. We have to be constantly evaluating whether or not this is actually working or if this is relevant to us anymore. And then not being afraid to readjust. Like, we're all on our own path as far as achieving goals and striving for our vision. So you get to make course corrections whenever the fuck you want. And I think when we can give ourselves that permission, it goes back to the vision. Like we get to dream bigger. We get to, the world is just opened up to so much more possibility Mm -hmm. because we're not limited to what we've written down on the post-its or the goal sheet. Yeah. I, I really, 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 really love that point. I, I am personally shifting through some reevaluations. I have said, I like very loudly claimed it multiple times at the beginning of the year that I want to be a best-selling author. And I still do. And then I want to publish a book, but in the last, I have a book written, I have a book published but the, the book that I have written that's not published, I want to publish with a traditional publisher because I want the clout that comes with a traditional publisher, blah, blah, blah. blah. There's all these other reasons. Um, but I've learned in the last probably three or four weeks that the publishing industry, it's like a pretty depressing situation to try to get a book published through a traditional publisher. There's a lot you have to think about and a lot more that goes into it. It's a very stiff and unevolved industry and So I am now shifting. My vision is still clear. My why is still clear, but I'm now shifting my route to getting there. Um, And that's not easy to do because I'm very clear on what I want, but I'm realizing that that goal, that vision that I had is not, is not as realistic, at least not right now. Um, And so shifting that my goals now, now I'm working, you know, I'm moving in a different direction and I'm working with someone different and I'm considering a different route. And um 
I just feel like that's a good example of allowing yourself to take in the information, take action, but in taking that action, if you find, well, this isn't what I want anymore, or this isn't going to work, being able to pivot, I hate that word, the word of 2020, to shift into something that still feels aligned, still moves you towards your, your ultimate vision, um, but is, is more fits within that smarter realm still, you know, so making that shift to keep it, to keep it, um, a goal that makes sense for you and your vision and your values. Yeah. I mean, it's, it should be fun. Like living our lives and working towards what we want should have a huge element of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, I've not worked with a single client or student whose goals or vision was to bang their head against the wall, trying to force something to work the way that they think it's ought to work. Right. You know, that's just, you gotta have fun. Yeah. You have to allow the forces around you to work as well. Like you're not going to force anything to happen, but if you're simply moving forward, taking action, the rest will fall into place no matter what that looks like. It may not look the way you think it's supposed to, but it's it's all happening. If you're if you're taking action, if you're setting those goals, you're moving toward your vision, you're staying within your values, it's all it's all coming together. It's all happening before you can see it. Yep. And I mean, how boring and predictable would it be if it all worked out the way that we <laughs> we the way that we had said it. You know, like I would not be where I'm at right now if if the first time that I set vision and goals was was exactly where, what I followed. Oh my gosh. Right. You know, like I would still be working a corporate job that I hate that was draining me. I would still be living in a situation where I didn't feel free or I couldn't put my art on the walls because I was living with too many roommates. Like there's magic in the release. Yeah. And I want to start wrapping this up, but something just came to mind that I want to ask you is I feel like as a listener, I'm wondering, okay, so is my vision always changing? Is it okay to have an ever-changing vision? I think absolutely. I I think it's it's such a personal thing. Um, I've been really working with the idea of having multiple visions. Mm. So having a vision for my personal life is going to look different than what my vision is for my career and they both can come together and work solidly for my life. But I think absolutely your vision can look however you want it to look. And if it's ever changing, then I think, I honestly believe that that means that you're on the right path of Mm self-discovery because, because maybe you aren't that sure. And so every step you're taking is informing your next choice. And maybe you went towards that one vision and realized that's actually not it. So again, we're always in choice. I fully believe in the power of choice and you can choose whatever vision you want, however often you want to choose it. I love that. I love that. Thank you for that permission slip (laughs) for all of us listening. And I, I think that's such a great point is the more we evolve, the more we grow, the more we level up, the more, even almost the more permission we give ourselves to dream bigger and to have bigger visions. I mean, I certainly am allowing, I, you know, realized this year that I was definitely majoring in the minor leagues. 
And it's like this growth that I've gone through has helped me realize I can major in the major leagues and my vision is now starting to match that. Um, so yes, I think no matter what growth is going to inevitably change your vision and that's just going to happen naturally. Like you're just going to all of a sudden be aiming for something different and that's totally okay. And that's awesome. Recently, um, I'll give my personal example. So my vision five years ago was to live at the beach in Southern California and it's beautiful and I love it here, but that's no longer my vision. My vision now is river and redwoods and Mm -hmm. I feel very excited by the fact that there was a version of me who wanted this vision and I nailed that for her. And so now I, there's this responsibility to, because I did it for my past self, I now need to do it for my future self. Hmm. I like that. I love that actually. I feel like I've actually, my vision in terms of living has shifted very similarly as I've gotten more aligned and connected with myself, I find myself wanting to be more in a place where I can stay grounded in the earth and be more connected with the trees and nature and sort of funny how that happens, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's on accident. Definitely not. Well, this has been so incredible, Ash. Um, Before we wrap up, is there... If you were to leave the listeners maybe with one last piece of advice or something you want to make sure they don't walk away without knowing, what would that be? Oh, what would that be? It would be, it would be to give yourself permission to choose again. Mm. I think not being married to whatever choices you made in the past, we get to choose again. And Choose again and again and again until you land on the choice that lights you up. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, transitioning out of this powerful conversation and back to you, tell us what your current intention getter story is. What are you working on right now? So I'm actually working on a hybrid group individual program that I'll be releasing I'll be releasing in December because we'll start with January and it's all vision, values, and goals. And it will be, it's just everything that I wish that I had in talking about self-development and self-discovery. So it's like an intense six-week one-on-one program followed by six months of group calls so that we all can hold each other accountable and we can hear each other's dreams and lift and lift each other's up. Lift each other up. Um, what I've, what was missing for me in the past is I would do all of this lovely, beautiful one-on-one work, and then the program would end, and I'd be like, "Well, but wait a second. I wanted to like talk about my progress, or I want to show you like what I did. Like I'm very, I still very much am a people pleaser and a recovering people pleaser. So, <laughs> um, working on this program, it will be." a six month program. And I'm really excited to see this hybrid course come to life. It sounds incredible. I really love that format. I'm thinking about the, the next level of what I'm going to offer probably starting in January or at least early 2020. So I'm taking in all the inspiration from everyone around me who's creating all this cool stuff. So that's a really cool hybrid um, idea. I love that. Um, okay. Before we run off, tell us, um, how can people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? 
I am most active on Instagram. It's at goals.discovered. Um, I do have a website, uh, www.goalsdiscovered.com. That is in the midst of an overhaul, but there's still some really relevant information there. Um, but it's mostly Instagram is, is where I like to jam out. Sweet. Me too. That's where we met each other. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and I would really encourage <laughs> little self-promotion. I would really encourage all the listeners to follow along because <clears throat> soon I'm going to be talking about face yoga, <laughs> which has been something that it, I've just found to be so fun and so stressfully relieving, especially this year. And just for the hilarity of seeing all the crazy faces I make, it's like, like I'm worth a follow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good argument for following you. So I'm even going to like tune in closer because I can't miss those photos. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so, so much for being here today. Ash has been so incredible. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this conversation and all the conversations that we have. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you everybody for being here with us. We will catch you again on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.